spot, put it in park, here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, guys? Deaver here alongside, truly alongside, my co-host, Bush. I can't believe that you are sitting literally in studio in the Philadelphia office at the Free Parking Studio, dude. It's unbelievable. It's been a long time coming. We've been remote for a really long time, not just for COVID reasons, but obviously I've been down in Tampa, Mm -hmm. and here we are for episode 40 Round number. Yeah. Back together. Yeah. It's episode 40. It's only fitting that we're back in studio. Yeah, episode 40. We got to stick with tradition here. We've been doing the numbers, right? We've been doing, We've the, been numbers doing the numbers. Who's, who's 40? All right. So I got three names for you here. I guarantee you haven't heard of at least two of the three. Are these like the 40s? The 40s. Like, okay. Harrison Barnes, Golden State Warriors. Yep. Okay. Jeremy Evans of the Utah Jazz. Nope. And Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat. No. <laughs> Not a clue. Are there only basketball numbers? And there's a couple NFL Hall of Famers who have similar names that are just, you have no idea who they are. I'm going to get roasted in the commentary if I forget a 40 that's like a decent 40. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, well, well, we'll wait to find that out. So as we said, I'm in person this week, and we got some exciting news before we started this podcast. We arranged a little golf round tomorrow. A little foursome we got going on, heading down to the Seaview Bay course, ShopRite LPGA Classic, ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. Fine Seaview Marriott. Mm -hmm. Bryce, Bush, Nader, Deaver, Hammond's on the content creation, all together to play golf rounds. Dude, it's going to be unbelievable. So literally probably 15 minutes ago, before we even started recording this, we solidified the group of four that we were going to be playing with tomorrow. So Hammonds was initially in on it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to play. Hammonds not the biggest golfer. However, Nate, Deaver, Bryce, and I are pretty heavy golfers. So we call we call Nate. Nate's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. What's the weather like? Dude, it's going to be beautiful. It's like set high 70s, low 80s. Early tea time, too. That's, that's rare yeah, for us. Early tea time. So then we call Hammonds after we solidify Nader, and Hammonds is like, you know, like I was actually a little nervous, didn't really want to play with, uh, you know, guys who were pretty good anyway. So I'll just film it. I'll whip up the camera. I'll document the whole thing. So we got three carts. We got one guy rocking the rocking the camera, filming everything, and four guys playing the match, duking it out, dude. It's gonna be sick. So what we're doing uh, for those of you listening right now, we're doing a Naples style match. It is ten dollars a man. It is. Whoever gets the lowest score on the front gets $10 from each guy. Whoever gets the lowest score on the back gets $10 from each guy. And whoever shoots the lowest round overall gets $10 from each guy. So we can walk out of there. What do we got? Uh, $30 a guy. So each somebody could walk, if they win everything, could walk out of $120 tomorrow. So I'd be a little nervous to start because you and Bryce are teammates, right? Bryce, your teammates in a league that plays weekly. You're you're rocking nine holes at least eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing a lot more than that. But yeah. I have I've kind of been out of the game mm-hmm. since I moved to Florida. I've only played once. I came back up here. I've played twice in my time in New Jersey so far. Mm-hmm. This will be my fourth time playing in the calendar year. I'd be nervous, but mm-hmm. honestly. I'm playing okay. Yeah. I'm playing okay. So I'm ready for it. Yeah. From what I gather. You have not played with me yet, but I'm playing okay. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. You're telling me you're playing good. I'm telling you I'm playing good. Neither of us will know. You saw my snap story. Yeah. You saw my snap story today. I did. Par three. I put it to a club length. Yes. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So yeah. I might not be losing my shirt tomorrow. We'll see though. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll, see. We'll see. So uh, for those of you listening right now, Bryce and I are in a Tuesday night league. We play once a week, nine holes. Uh, We're currently sitting right in that fourth fifth place region however tomorrow we're not playing together we're doing four solo rounds for the 
cash prize of 120 bucks tomorrow. So it's gonna be a good time. That's actually you know, that's it's a good amount. Of, it's a good chunk of change. Yeah, when yeah. you said it that way. Yeah, it's a good chunk of change. Ten, ten, ten. I was like, all right, what are we still playing for lunch money? Yeah, one twenty. Yeah. Speaking of money, dude. Speaking of money. Go ahead. Patty Mahomes, dude. <laughs> Rolling right into it. Patrick yeah. Mahomes signing a record-setting contract, a 10-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs worth $477 million, and it could reach up to $503 million if he hits incentives. So listen to this. 10 years, $503 million. So this is all hypothetical. 10 years, $503 million. If he maxes million. it out, right? If he maxes his deal out. In one year, he'll get $50.3 million. One day, in all of these 10 years, he'll make $137,808. In one hour of every day in that 10 years, he will make $5,742. Every minute out of that 10 years, almost $100 at 96. And every second, he's making $1.60. What? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I remember correctly in world cultures in, in high school, uh-huh. like the average cost to live in the on the planet, like mm-hmm. in just any remote country, is like $2.20 or something. A like, day? Like that could go, yeah, a day. Like that could take you, if you were in some random country, maybe third world, $2.20 a day, you're like living good. The number that jumps out to me, and not the dailies, not the seconds, not the hours, uh, Mead loves those stats. He always talks yeah. about Amazon and their returns daily. Yeah. The 503. Half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Half a billion dollars. Now, I know a lot of people might see the sticker shock. If you're not a sports fan, you see a sticker shock of 503 bill or 503 million. It's over 10 years. He's got two years left on his current deal. I mean, it's it's a, it's spread out. And honestly, the Kansas City Chiefs have their guy forever. There's also a, um, a 140 million dollar injury guarantee. So I believe if he goes out for good, he's still rocking 140 yeah. million. Yeah. I think it's a best of both worlds deal for deal for both guys. Mm-hmm. Patty Mahomes can get comfortable now, play his ball game, not have to worry about a, a contract year coming up, mm-hmm. possible trade, possible this that. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs, I think they actually make out on the end of this. One of the things they're talking about heavily is the cap, um, the cap increasing as the time goes up. So similar to inflation, right? The salary cap will go up year by year. So right now Patrick Mahomes is taking up 16%, I believe, of the Kansas City Chiefs record, you know, their books, their mm-hmm. their salary cap. Yeah. Eventually it won't be that much no. and they still have their guy. Right. Um I love it. I, I want to add here Hammond's posted this on his Instagram story earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo signed that deal for 137.5 million dollars. Mm-hmm. And if Mahomes gets injured and can't play anymore, he's still making more. Makes more than Jimmy J. Than Jimmy J. <laughs> and and probably a large majority. Yeah. All the big quarterbacks still makes more than all the big QBs. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy to think about. I can't wait to see. I'm sure Fundy's coming out with a blog about this, and yep. we'll see. This probably is dropping on Friday, where Fundy will be dropping his Fundy Friday. He's going to be gassed. He already yeah. is gassed. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest Chiefs, the biggest Chiefs fan I know. Last thing about the Patrick Mahomes contract uh, situation and just his rise in the National Football League, right? Um, they they trade up for him, 10th overall pick. 20 teams got traded and jumped to get him. There's 10 teams that passed on him, or 9 teams that passed on him. I saw you. I saw Hammonds in the same day. Then I went out to, the, uh, you know, to, to get some food with everybody. I told the whole table. Mm-hmm. I said, and I quote, mm-hmm. that the Brady-Mahomes conversation – in 10 years, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. will be the same conversation as Jordan LeBron. Mm-hmm. I said that mm-hmm. because I really do think even though Brady has the six rings, Brady has you know the stats accolades, 
I think Mahomes, with this team, especially right now, they haven't peaked yet. No. They, they have not peaked yet. He no. hasn't peaked yet as a quarterback. Right. The sky's the limit for this guy. Even if this guy wins two more Super Bowls, he has three total under his belt, but a couple more MVPs, the stats are crazy. Like, There's a chance where he's in that GOAT conversation, and it's going to be so exciting to watch for the next 12 years, him in KC. So what happened was I had this whole Brady, Mahomes, Jordan, LeBron comparison, and of course ESPN, Mike Greeny, comments the same thing the next morning on mm-hmm. get up not like not even 10 hours later not even 10 hours later yeah mm-hmm. he comments on get up yeah espn cease and desist <laughs> mike greeny espn actually no not cease and desist fire greeny i will take a quarter of his salary and i will host get up that's it i'll host get up yeah i'll still do the free parker podcast yeah espn has to absorb that as part of my contract right right pay us out mm-hmm. um but yeah i said that yeah. That's a pretty big one. That's the reason we started this podcast, it if, is. if you folks don't know. Bush yeah. and I started this podcast because we said too many things like that that got said by ESPN, mm-hmm. and it happened again. And it happened again. Even We're on episode 40, and it's still it's happening. It's still happening. Yeah. When will they realize? <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. My conversations at the bar are being they're too quiet. Yeah, they're, they're way too quiet, man. Absolutely. So the other big, I guess, not-so-positive NFL news I think everybody's had from Mahomes, great guy, great team. We're excited to see it. Another change that's going to be happening in the NFL coming shortly is the Washington Redskins, or as part of my take calls them, the R-Words. The Washington R-Words wow. name wow. Is, is is likely to be changed. So um, in between the last podcast, several big companies that back the Redskins, whether it's FedEx who sponsors the field they play at, Nike, a couple other, PepsiCo, I believe, a couple other big groups that sponsor them said that they will not support the Redskins if the name stays the same. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're in this big kind of renaissance era of, you know, and not enlightenment, but, you know, no, social social reform, in right? Of way, yeah. yeah, in, in its own way. Um, and the Redskins is a name that really, I, in my opinion, has been there way too long. It's, it hasn't, this conversation hasn't come up to this breaking point early enough. Mm-hmm. I think out of all the names in sports, and you can dive into it, right? Some of the conversations and articles that are coming out is where do you, where does it stop? Right. You know, the Vikings were a ruthless people. The Raiders are the Buccaneers Yankees, were the they're Brewers. right they're all you know yeah Brewers were inciting beer right but the Redskins out of all the names just stop here it's bad it's a bad name not bad in the sense of like offensive it's just it's a shitty name yeah yeah it's a shitty name mm-hmm. my my commentary is and you know I'm gonna say this on on our on our for it's a bad name the Whiteskins. Yeah. That name sucks. Just change the color. Yeah. Red, yellow, blue, purple. The name sucks. That's a great way to put it. That's actually. what it, it sucks. It's it. just a bad name. Like mm-hmm. I would never like be starting a franchise and say, like, let's do the blue skins. Right. I love the blue skins name. Right. And That's the logo's a, bad. The it. colors are bad in my opinion. I think it's a perfect time. And thankful thankfully these sponsors have stepped up to the point where Dan Snyder finally is getting to this point. He's been steadfast on not changing the name. Mm-hmm. I, I just in general, whether it's, you know, prejudice offensive which i think it is but if it wasn't the name just still bad right get it out of there right right so i i agree with all of that i'm gonna approach this from a completely different perspective a positive yeah of this so to rebrand a team as you and i both well know to rebrand it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. estimated in the nfl to rebrand an entire franchise is about 10 million dollars mm-hmm. okay now you might see that okay why is that positive here's why it's positive you take 
$10 million and just put that up front and rebrand everything all the way from new business cards to new helmets on the football players. Um, basically, long story short, when they rebrand and put up that $10 million up front, they're going to sell so much, so much stuff of that new, that new brand, that new logo, that new name that they could potentially be looking at gains from this from this. True. All those Redskin fans that had that jersey from 2005 buying a new one. Right. Right? And and not only that, I'll probably chime in if I like it because it's a new team. It's like, cool. It might be cool. The like, hat, well, like you might just get a hat. It's probably sick. We're on the, we're on the surround of like, you know, cool logo, cool colors. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, we're all, we've always been We like know that. our teams, right? right? But we're in. Exactly. And then the other thing too is all of the progressives out there who like to have seen this change will try Might jump on too. Right. Might jump so on too. So this is potentially a, a very good thing for the NFL in a time where money is strapped tight for you know the NFL to make a little revenue. And I, I kind of like it. So there's a couple names circulating around, right? What's it going to be changed to? What's better than the Redskins? The one thought actually is, is this season coming up? We're, I don't know, a month and a half away from September. Mm-hmm. It takes years to redesign a football team. Yeah. Like the Chargers who came out with New Jersey this year, the Patriots that came out with New Jersey this year, uh, I'm trying to think, um, the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. These were all multi-year projects that yeah. Nike and the NFL and the organization worked on to get a new team. The same name. That didn't change that much. No. Same name, same yeah. colors. They just didn't new, change Just that New much. Jersey. Yeah. So I really am interested to see what happens in 2020 mm-hmm. with this team name. I could see a reality where the team logo – and the name is dropped. They have the same jerseys. I really do. Like, they're named something else, or they're just named Washington. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't see Redskins on the center of their jersey. You don't see the logo on the, on the side of their helmet. Maybe, mm-hmm. it's a, maybe it's a W. I could see where there's a, there's a slight change where the jerseys stay the same. The name is – it might be nothing. It might be Washington. Interesting. I really do because it takes it takes several years. Even when Nike switched over to being the NFL jersey provider, the Eagles, the Midnight Green – they didn't wear that. They didn't wear the midnight green in a Nike uniform until like week maybe ten because mm-hmm. Nike had to develop the new color green that they yeah. never had developed before in no their joke. new jerseys. Yeah. So names that they think it could be changed to whenever that happens, whether it's twenty, twenty one, twenty two. The overall leader is the Washington Red Tails. Red Tails, I believe, is a token to um, that World War Two uh, all African American. Fighter wing. Give me a high five on that one. That's a cool one. I like that. That's a cool one. I, like I really do. And like it, it, the colors play. The yeah. colors play great. Um, it's a great storyline behind it. Badasses, right? Going out there to fight for our country. Um, like It's almost like a New York Jets, but like it's a specific style. Yes, it's a specific like, right. group, right? That, right. that um, Generals. So now they go very DC from here. Right. Generals, presidents, Lincolns, veterans. The veterans would be sweet. Americans, memorials, capitals are in there, which Washington Americans would be kind of sweet. Now, I can confirm to your comment prior to you listing these names, you said you think they will keep the same colors. Or you said you think they'll change, whatever you said. I can confirm per Dan Snyder, the owner of the team. This year, I think they will keep the same. They are keeping the red and gold. Okay. Now. They are keeping okay. that for now. I think at least this year until, if they want to fully rebrand, you know, you know what I mean? We don't have enough red, white, and blue in the league bills. Patriots. Dude, imagine a Patriots versus Americans game. That would be sweet. That I feel sweet. like that, you know what, uh, not everybody knows. The AFL, the Arena Football League, it was the Washington Valor. They were red, white, and blue. I don't know. I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think a lot of the cliches have been played out down there. Mm-hmm. Washington Capitals is a name on like the top names that they could be. That's the hockey team. 
They're red, white, and blue already. Who wrote that article then? This is <laughs> this is CBS Sports. Coming right. out, it's the odds. It's the betting odds. I think Red Tails is the name. I would love that. My dude. last interesting fact about this is the Washington Generals, if you guys have ever been to a Harlem Globetrotters game, okay. is the team that the Globetrotters always play against. They're green. The Generals? The Generals. Okay. The, you know, Washington yeah. Generals. Mm-hmm. They're green, white, and yellow, I believe. The Generals have already said that they will sell the rights to the name to the Redskins. Because they own the trademark, they are the Washington Generals, wow. and the Globetrotters actually, I guess, own this other team because they beat them every time. Right. They'll sell the they'll sell the name right. to the to the Redskins. Um. So very interesting. I'm excited to see it. Honestly, I think the name's bad. I think I think there really doesn't be a lot of movement after this, no. in my opinion. No. I think a lot of the other ones are the the, the Indians did a great job. They removed Chief Wahoo, which was a you know cartoonistic character of a certain people, which probably you know that's not the best play. Um, the Braves, I think, is a great, you know, kind of, I don't know, camarader- like the Braves. Like, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. They're passionate. They're a group that's, you know, brave and courageous. Redskins is the number one on my list. Excited to see it go. So, my lasting thoughts on this as well. Let's, re- let's recall Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. When he was first implemented, the team did not like him. And it took one scenario for the entire city to flip on a dime and back them entirely. Now, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the team, says that you know the fan base has been a little low in attendance the most recent years, and a lot of the fans can cling to the old name and resist initially. Now, they hit the red tails. They do some sweet promo videos. They yeah. explain the story. Now the people of Washington, D.C. are like, yo, this is sweet. And like you said, the new fans that wanted the name change for a long time mm-hmm. see this come. I am the biggest red tails fan now, right? That's yeah. not a football fan. Right. Right. Oh, dude, the logo, man! I'm just envisioning like a sick World War II, like yes, like, like a P forty two, right? A Mustang, right? I don't know exactly what they flew. We got to look into it a little more, but so uh, one more thing as well. Whatever happens, per USC's Carter, I I don't know who USC is. However, whatever happens will not make everybody happy, and they are ready for that. And it, is that That's not true. exactly the gritty scenario in Philadelphia? That's true. They were ready for everyone to hate it. Made millions of dollars. The guy that's the Redskins fan when they change the name and he won't be a Redskins fan after that, you're a loser. Yeah. You're a loser. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, what, it, dude, like... If, you, if you're if you a fan of that football franchise, like, it happened. They changed the name. Teams mm-hmm. change names all the time. The, yeah. Look at the Colts, Ravens, uh, Red, uh, Browns. They bounced around all the time. You're still a yeah. fan of that franchise, right? Yeah. You're a loser. I agree. I think eventually there'll be that divide of, of the new, people that love the new one, hate the old one. You'll fall off the people that are losers, and then everybody will join back in, and, and it might be great for the team. Agreed. Moving on to National Football League, Deshaun Jackson went to social media last week talking about... He had a good time on social media, didn't he? He brought up Hitler. He went there? Dude, to, to go there in a time like now, it's just it's a lack of thought. It's a disregard to not only the owner of the team, the GM of the team, and multiple executives in the Philadelphia Eagles organization who fall under the, the Jewish religion. So he quoted a book, uh, I believe, or a passage written by Adolf Hitler. Um, the, the premise, what he was trying to get at, I believe, is that, you know, I guess people of African-American or, or you know, African descent were being put down, I believe, during this time by mm-hmm. a certain group of people, and I, I guess it was Jewish people that were the problem in right. the scenario, right? It was right. an anti-Semitic remark. Yes. He saw it as, you know, kind of 
look for change in the black and African-American community, it actually ended up being kind of an anti-Semitic yeah. statement, right? He was looking He was looking to do good. He, he, he did worse. He was looking to do good, and he utilized literally the worst human there's, in history. There's probably two or three people you can't quote. He's number one. He's number one. You could read his books, and you learn from his books as what not to do and <laughs> yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't look to those books for insight it's hit, and yeah, promotion. When you watch the History Channel, you don't like see that and say, that's kind of cool. I mean, there's nothing no, cool about no, it. No, no, absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form do you ever quote Hitler as promoting your point of view. You don't do that. It's Honestly, speaking off cuff here, it, it's crazy some of these guys. I mean, I feel like our generation was on the right time of social media to know what and what not to do. Yeah. I believe, you know, we're, what, 24, 25, 23? Yep. I believe five, ten years older than us. They weren't educated properly, and yeah. they were able to kind of spit whatever they wanted when they were in high school, spit whatever they want now. They don't really have that, and it's true, a PC. you got to be PC when you're on there, right? Yeah. It's a reflection of yourself. It is. Um, and hopefully it's all true, right, the reflection of yourself, but you know, you're, you're not going out there brandishing you know, dual no. pistols, just throwing right. out everything you want. No. Um, and I think he comes from that generation of you know, people that really don't know the effect of social media and how that has on your person. I think it's shocking that a lot of these guys don't have their agents and, and folks. I mean, take a look at our, dude, not to get political, take a look at our president. Yeah. How, how does Deshaun Jackson or Donald Trump not have somebody on their Twitter 24-7 checking to make sure their stuff's straight, right? Right. right. And what I'm getting at is Trump, you know, per se, purposely, accidentally, whatever, retweeted something that at one point in the video said white, white power. Right. In the video. Right. If he did it on purpose or not, how is there not somebody with half a brain on his Twitter, yeah. somebody of that magnitude of power, deleting that thing automatically? Who's not on, you know, Deshaun Jackson's agent should be on his Instagram getting a notification that he posted something so he can immediately call Deshaun Jackson or log into his IG account to take that thing down. Because uh, unlike a country where there's trillions and billions and lives and et cetera at stake, Deshaun Jackson has millions of dollars at stake. Mm-hmm. That agent who is repping him has millions of dollars at stake. Yeah. Interesting that they don't have people to control that. It is. It's it's like you know. It's right. A, it's a big. It's a big. You know why? Like it's just a why. Why don't you have that person there monitoring? And yeah, and not even like that. You know, it's his fault or not to to state that thing. Right. That's the side effect. Why isn't there somebody on top of these high profile athletes, celebrities, superstars? It could all crumble. It that's, sounds like the Eagles aren't going to let him go. That's what it sounds like. Eagles released a statement later that day stating that, you know, they're going to use it as an education platform, a learning experience for their entire organization in this time of et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't pretty – it wasn't brash. It wasn't, you know, we will we will consult with Deshaun and make decisions with the team moving forward. It was pretty open and kind of like, like I said, learning. Right. I think the Eagles do understand our initial point here that Deshaun had good intentions and utilized the wrong text to promote his platform. And he has all the right to promote his platform. I support his platform. I don't support him using Hitler as that platform yeah. uh, promotion. Especially for a guy at the end of his career who has millions at stake as well. He's, he's at the tail end of his career. Yeah. He could probably need that you know money to, to settle in and be good. And you know you put it at jeopardy with, with one Instagram post. That wasn't even taken down after it was put up and criticized. It wasn't yeah. taken down. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't taken down. So you know that being said... I think we, we should get into some uh, some Ravens news here, I believe. We also have a couple Ravens things we need to talk about. 
Yes, this kind of gets into our COVID update of the podcast, which we've been straying away, finding more positive news, I guess, as sports have been restarting. The Ravens, though, I I believe released this news kind of early compared to the entire National Football League. You'd think they make a blanket statement about all their teams, but the Ravens have said in an email to uh, permanent seat license holders, if you guys know it's PSL, um, you own a PSL, so a season ticket to a seat, that all 2020 season tickets will be deferred to the 2021 season. Their seats will be safe. They'll have the same seat for the next season, but they won't be able to use their season tickets in 2020. Credits for the funds paid towards the 2020 season will be applied to the next seasons or to, towards future ticket purchases, or you can get a refund, but their season ticket holders won't be attending their games as normal. They said that based on the social distancing guidelines and fan safety protocols, if fans are allowed, they would have fewer than 14,000 seats per game when their stadium actually holds around 70,000. So the Ravens are already expecting that they're only going to be able to have 14,000 seats a game, well below their max number. What they're doing to combat that is removing all the season ticket holders and you have to buy tickets straight up individual games. Right. So DJ Nader, uh, thank you for cutting this, by the way. DJ Nader brought up last night at the bar that we can probably anticipate tickets to these games to be exploited a little bit price-wise. You said He said that, yes. Yeah. He was talking about you know supply and demand, right? Demand's yep. going to be super high for super sports. High. Especially supply, NFL. Supply, super low. Yeah. They were expensive to begin with. Yeah. Hundred bucks for upper deck at, at Lincoln Financial, and now you're removing fifty thousand seats from stadiums. So the I think the NFL might be a little ticked off at this because the Ravens dropped this early, right? They're the first team to announce anything. It wasn't a blanket league statement. Questionable. I don't know if other teams are going to do the same thing. I don't know if the NFL is going to come out in a couple days and say, "Hey, by the way, Ravens dropped it quick." But yeah, all season ticket holders are gone for the season. You know, you boom to the twenty-one. What does that say to the thirty-year or however long the Ravens have been around twenty-year? Ravens season ticket holders who are diehard, who have spent their thousands of dollars to go watch a successful Ravens team, all the people who probably paid for season tickets after they got their Super Bowl with Flacco, it's, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. I'm trying to think of the reasoning behind it. Like, the only other way you could do it, right? They say they have 62,000 season tickets already sold. So really, there's only, what? 9,000. 9,000 tickets left available for every game. They already have 62,000 sold. With 14K seats available and 62K tickets out already, how do you get them in the seats anyway? Like, there really is no way to get them in the seats, right? Is there a lottery system where, like, hey, you got game one, you have game three, we'll refund you for the other ones, you got game five, you got game odds and evens? True. That doesn't even work. It would be a it's whole a, stadium of season ticket holders. And it would be a whole stadium of season ticket holders. Yeah. When the NFL makes more money off the individual ticket sales, probably. Even though season tickets are like locked in, they make more money individually anyway. Okay, as a season ticket holder, I'm Raven. I'm a Ravens fan. I don't give a shit. I paid thousands of dollars. I'm not deferred. I'm priority. I paid season ticket yeah. holder. Well, you get your money. You can use them on individual tickets, and I think they're discounting individual tickets if you want to buy it back. But you're gonna have to get in line like everybody else. I bet you they lose a lot. I bet you they lose a thousand season ticket holders at least because of this. And I don't know about the, about the NFL, but I know in other sports. It's like a family thing. Like season tickets, your PSL, your seat license is like, it gets passed down generation to generation. Mm -hmm. That's something where like, you know, grandpa could have had that when the Ravens became a team or your dad, right? The Ravens are a little bit younger, but Mm -hmm. he could have had that when he was, you know, 21 years old and got his first season ticket. And you now have as As a wedding gift, right? Like, and now like this season's out for you. 
you see you next time. You could have a whole season of Ravens football where you're not allowed in the stadium. As a as a Ravens season ticket holder, devil's advocate, I'm I'm angry. I I don't feel prioritized. I feel like the NFL is putting their revenue above my loyalty to the team, and I don't appreciate that. I, on team side, I'll go team side here. Okay. I think they just got put into a corner. I don't know how, from an operator of sporting events, right? Yes. I don't know how I'm getting 62k people that are there supposed to be there every home game into 14. You know, if they're estimating with COVID regulations, they can have 14k in the stadium. I don't know how I'm mixing all of you in there. And I think, would you be more upset if I said, "Hey, you can only come to three of the games," or "Yo, I'll give you full refund. You can buy back as many as you want for this season. You just got to get first in line." As a Ravens season ticket holder, like, PSL, literally, it's not my problem. Literally, it's your problem. There's fifty of you, fifty thousand of you that can't come in. Like literally, can't come in. It's not my problem. I gave you thousands of dollars. It's not anybody's problem. It's COVID, dude. It's COVID. What do we tell you? Yeah. Here's a refund. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 literally what it is. But go be a Red Tails fan. Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> in 45 minutes away, I just I I really do feel you guys, Ravens fans, especially Chief. Uh, Chief Andy, if you're listening to this right now, man, I I feel you, dude. I feel you. Hey, um, it could be everybody. It, it could be everybody. It could be it's, everybody. It, they're not alone. I think, I, like I said, I think the NFL might be a little weary or you know upset that this came out now because mm-hmm. it might be the program for all the teams. Absolutely, absolutely. Around the horn here to another league of ours, the National Hockey League announced today. It's a good one here. Their, yeah, I'm excited. It's a good I'm, one I'm here. excited. Uh, some good news, right? Some some good news. We're looking forward. They announced their schedule for return to play. They were the last league to come back out. The ba- baseball actually decided to come back later. They had their schedule before that. They're already practicing right now. Basketball, obviously, we knew it was the end of the month, beginning of August. Hockey came out saying that. Uh, first off, I think we haven't announced yet the two hub cities. Similar to the NBA going to Orlando, the NHL is picking two cities to be a host of the East and the West. Eastern and Western conferences. My early bet was Toronto for the East, Las Vegas for the West. Vegas was actually, until a week ago, was a front runner. They had a spike in COVID cases. NHL pulled out. It is now going to be Toronto in the East, Edmonton in the West. I don't hate it. I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. No. Interesting, it's Canada. Yeah. But I don't hate it. No. Uh, you know, they're both Canadian cities. So I don't know how yeah. it's going to work with passports, people getting in the countries. I mean, I know they're mostly I'm Canadian sure athletes. They got it all figured yeah. out, right? July 24th, the teams will travel to the hub cities. 25th, they'll start exhibition games. The 30th, qualifying rounds will begin. Um, playoffs, playoffs. Conference finals will start the first week of September. And the Stanley Cup will start September 20th. When's the new season start? When's the 2021-2022 season start? Or is it 2020-2021? The current season is 2021. Okay. So, here's that great question. October 2nd is the last possible game of the Stanley Cup Final. Right? They, are, they know if it goes to 7, that'll be October 2nd. Ask me when the NHL, NHL draft is. When is the NHL draft? October 6th. The new league year is going to be four days after... The NHL Stanley Cup Final will end Game 7. Flyers win against the Oilers, and then we draft the next prodigy. So the owners and the scouts and the the personnel of the respective NHL hockey teams are not only mind-boggled at this playoff scenario, but also have to be considering what the heck is going on with the draft picks. So you're telling me... Basically, what I'm what I'm gathering here is right now during this COVID is prime time 
for these guys to have an idea of who they're going to draft as soon as the season is over because of the delay of no play. The problem is, though, they can't scout right now. They're only watching tape. There's they're watching no, tape. I, I've heard of a lot of scouting programs getting laid off, like full-on scouting programs getting laid off. Their whole player development area wow. getting laid off because what are, what are they doing right now? The GM and the assistant GM and the couple of guys like in the war room, they can run back the tape. There's nobody traveling to London, Ontario or Kitchener, Ontario right. or you know wherever else in Manitoba to yeah. watch some new kid come up. Right. They can just watch their stuff on Max Preps in Canada, but you know, just the new high school film tape or whatever. So, so all that being said, there, Deves, I'm super excited for the schedule that we're going to be seeing for, yes. this, for this NHL. For those of you listening right now, 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10. What are those numbers? Those are the times that we're going to be watching NHL games every day during the qualifying rounds. During the qualifying rounds, 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4, 6, and 8 p.m. 8 and 10 p.m., we are going to have hockey games. We're going to be flipping channels. We're going to be going back and forth, the 12 to 4. So we're going to have two games every four hours is is what it's going to be. So we mentioned the two hub cities, Toronto and Edmonton. There's a two-hour time difference between the two. Toronto will have games at 12, 4, and 8, enough time for the teams to leave, sanitize the ice, sanitize the benches, the locker room facilities, et cetera, et cetera, get the new teams in. Go to Edmonton. Two hours later, you know, in time zones. Yep. 12, 4, 8. That wraps up Eastern time zone. 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. I'm so excited for that. Dude, I, I, I set my whole apartment up to watch sports, basically. I, I went back up to the office recently. I hope I work from home those days. Yeah. I hope I have to go yeah. back to work from home. Yes. No, and I completely agree with you. And the two-hour difference is amazing because... We're going to be watching the tail end of a solid game, more than likely a very important game for these people who are trying to qualify. And then we're going to be able to flip to a fresh start. And that's going to be going on for 10 hours from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to be able to do that. That's my dream. It's my dream. It's your dream for sure. Me as just an average fan, I'm like, this is exciting. For someone who plays, for someone who knows the sport inside and out, the, the upcoming draft picks, dude. Must be heavy. I'll have several monitors up. I'll have yeah. the game, the live game on. If they have the pregame of the other game, I'll have that on. I'll yep. have the postgame of the other game on the other TV. I mean, yep. I am just yeah. drooling at the You're map. locked and loaded, Ooh. dude. Last tip at the NHL. Wes McCauley, legendary referee. He's yes. the guy that does uh, five minutes for fighting. Okay, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, going to yeah. put that in. Or uh, we got a good goal. That guy, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like delays a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Toronto. So we'll see him for the Flyers. Love that. Love it. So imagine hearing, feel the shake. Good goal. <laughs> ooh, ooh, great question. We're playing Hub Cities. There's going to be home and away teams, obviously. Mm-hmm. Will they play the goal song? Absolutely. For that they team. Have, they, they have, have to, to, right? They okay. have to. Okay. Whoever the home team is, they're getting their goal song. Okay. I, think, I think it's neutral site, and they know that, and they play both. Oh, even during... So Hub, Hub home, Cities. Like, but Flyers, Blackhawks play... You, or they want, they want to play their East Coast, but da, 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 And then the Flyers score, da, da, da. and you hear the other one? And then you hear Feel the uh, Shake. I think they don't. I think it's tradition. Like, you don't. Even if it's even if it's neutral site, they're home and away, technically. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I think they play both. It's a neutral site. No one should no one should have an advantage in the hub cities, and I think that's the point. Mm. No one should have an advantage. So That's I, that a good point. I, I, think, I think they play both. I think tradition keeps it home and away. Okay. Yo, so you briefly mentioned the MLB there for a second, and you recalled mm-hmm. a memory of mine here. 
the secret MLB All-Star game during quarantine that no one knew about. No one knew about. Let's hear about it. So apparently it was a Yankees strength and conditioning coach. Correct. That, Director of strength and conditioning. That set up these private games on the east coast of Florida, I believe, like West Palm area or Jupiter area. Uh, and he had, this is like quarantine, quarantine. This is like March and April when you were like locked in your home or scared to go outside and see the sun. He had some of the best in the business playing full-on exhibition games at this at this complex. Steve's is absolutely mind-blowing. A, a strength and conditioning coach who lives and breathes sports and activity and fitness knew that he could not stop playing for the X amount of time that they were going to be playing. This guy brought in Noah Syndergaard, uh, Brian Holiday, Taylor Guerrero. Was Verlander a part of it? Verlander was a part of it. Scherzer was a part of it. Kluber, Goldschmidt, Stanton. And then, to cap it this off... This is the best part. To cap it off, this is the, best the part. guy brings in... An NFL quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, and then who? He brought in a, 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 the Falcons punter yeah, or something? Yeah. So this was just absolutely unbelievable. Probably absolutely epic competition out of these guys, and it was going on at a high school. It was The, the guy was quoted saying that if people knew about this, there would have been 10,000-plus people showing up to a high school field to watch these guys play. It is known currently as the 2020 MLB secret all-star game that nobody knew about. That's the coolest. That's the coolest quote. Is he's like, we'd have tens of thousands here at these games if they knew. Yeah, if and they knew. If they knew. If they knew. No one knew. Uh, you know why? Actually, I was trying to find Jacoby Brissett baseball stats. If somebody's listening and they find that out, please DM them to us. But he lives in West Palm. He was born in West Palm. That's why it's his backyard. It might have been his high school field, honestly. We so for the research. So it was easily Verlander, Scherzer, one of those top guys who knew Jacoby. Was sure, like, probably have have boom, boom, steak boom. and wine every once in a while, and they're like, "Yo, play some ball." Yeah, yo, come hang out. Play you some could ball. probably throw this little thing, you know, ninety-five miles an hour. You think he's playing pitch? There's a lot of pitchers on that thing. Yeah, I would, dude. See, he's not see, hitting it. He's no, not hitting Verlander. No, no way. He's playing the outfielder pitch. He could be pitching. We'll never know. We'll, we won't know. Dude, they need the tapes. Release the tapes. Release the tapes, man. Release the tapes. You're telling me no one filmed it? Just for, like, they had to scout themselves. There's got to be tapes. I bet you it comes out in a year. Dude, like an old guy two. in the outfield with, like, one of those, like, old digital oh. camcorders. I need it. Grainy as anything. I don't care if it's 4-3, standard def. You're telling me there wasn't, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general. You're telling me there wasn't a local who saw a Benz who saw a, a Bentley roll up and Ferrari was like, SUV. Yeah, why are these cars going to the high school peaks over? Oh my God, that's that's Stanton. Because to think about it, all we could do during quarantine was walk. <laughs> you know, right. walk around, get outside. Right. The first place I would go to would be like a park or a field like this. These guys aren't silent on that field either. They're like, woo! They're 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 going hard for each other. Like, oh man, I, I want to hear stories of the people who who saw this happen. What do we think the punter played? I think the punter was easily an infielder. I think so. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because the translation for punters is always soccer, right? It's yes. always a foot game. Yeah. Hand-eye. you got to be good with the hand-eye, foot, hand-to-foot, eye-to-foot. I think, oh, I yeah, think, that's right. He does, yeah. I think he's infield. I think he's uh, I think he's a second or a short. Amazing. I would have paid money for it. For I would have. Sure. Oh, how absolutely. much? During quarantine? For the pay-per-view, so you can watch it on TV because you're, you know, you're not down in Florida. I'd pay up to 50 You'd watch pay fifty bucks for one game or like a package. Like say a they package. play they play ten games, you pay fifty bucks for it. I pay fifty bucks to watch. I mean, games. you pay, 50, pay ten a game. You pay fifty bucks for a UFC fight on the weekend. Yeah, or you go to crackstreams.net and rip that. No free ads. <laughs> Speaking of UFC, yes, 
Fight Island kicks off this weekend with USC 251. We got a guy named Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. So you and I are not the guys to talk about this. No. Check out Fundy's picks or Timmy Duke's picks this weekend, the interns. Those guys are resident UFC experts. Funny even has the other guy who uh, who wrote that blog for us yep. recently. Yep. Fantastic. Love that. All I heard is the little birdie in my ear. Hammond's the little plug in my ear. Masvidal is not a guy to mess with. Any guy with the last name of Dahl or Slav or yeah. any of those. Yeah. Nurmaga Madoff, yeah. like I'm a little nervous going into that. Now, for UFC, with my completely uneducated opinion about oh, it. Oh, God. Like, the most uneducated. I know more about Rockets, honestly, yeah. probably. I, I swear to you, I do. <laughs> I know you do. I, I swear to you, you do. I do. I, I go by name. I like Masvidal or Usman. And country. And I, then first look, they walk out. I, I probably probably yeah. bet them. I say, all right, Kamari Usman, oof. George, Jorge or George Masvidal. Okay, Masvidal sounds dangerous, but Kamaru Kamaru Usman sounds sounds like he could do some damage. So I'm gonna go Usman here, strictly off of name. Usman, when I picture Usman, I picture Sean Oakman. You remember the guy yes. from Baylor. Baylor, Baylor, the defensive end. Yep, yep, yep. That's him without gear on. That's Usman. That's what I picture. That's terrifying. Just now, Masvidal. What do we picture here? I picture a Russian sniper. But like. He was tossed in the wilderness at age 12. Russian ra- Navy SEAL. Raised by wolves. <laughs> KGB. Raised by wolves. <laughs> yes, yes. Finds his way back at 18 to the Kremlin. Yep. Bear coat. Fought a bear. Got a coat. Killed it. Yeah. Raised its cubs as his own. Yes. Traveled to the ring with him. Drinks vodka out of his water bottle. I think Change I still the go. I think I still go. I think I still go uh, Kamaru Usman there, even though this guy raised a a bear cub family. We should be the promo guys for this fight because I am hype right now. I'm hype Just right for now. our conversation. <laughs> right I have no idea about him. No clue. Hype right now. Is 251 their weight? No, that's the nine. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh dude. my God. Is 251 the episode of, of fights that night? Like, Basically, yeah, yeah it's okay, the episode. Right. Like Super Bowl 52. It's <laughs> UFC 251. They just they just keep running up the numbers. We got, we got sumo wrestlers. I mean, this. it was UFC 10 at one point. Now it's 251. Yeah. I can't believe you just said that. No, I, and I was completely serious. The whole the whole room is now dumber. <laughs> I wore you. I wore myself no points, and may God have mercy on my soul. <laughs> hey, man, episode forty. That's a great episode. The coolest part about Fight Island, real quick. They're in Dubai. Is it in Dubai? Was it Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. I'm sorry. They're in Abu Dhabi. Okay. On the Yas Islands or something. But I'm just excited islands? for. Great question. Probably. Yeah. They all are out there. Yeah. I'm excited for the look of it. Yes. Where are they? Are they on the, like are they exposed? Is it outside? No, it's outside. There's lights. There's you, palm trees. You've seen the promos. I know. Is yeah. it like that though? Is it like that though? The ring is set. I mean, I yes, know. it totally is. Okay, it totally. That's is. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I saw a promo. A guy was going in slow mo and he was punching and he was punching at air, but it was just the beach in the background and palm trees and it was just like slow mo and he was just rocking. That's can't miss cool. stuff. It was cool. That's man. can't miss stuff. It was and cool. now you got our promo, our hype stuff for Usman Masvidal. So absolutely, that's a concoction for a good Saturday night. Let's call let's call Kamara Usman and George, George Jorge or George Masvidal the the number forty for this episode since the other guys were no names. Those guys are forty. Those guys are forty. Yeah, they're they're the number forty. UFC guys don't have numbers. Uh, yeah. Now they do. Now they do. Tatted on their backs. Yes. Even more terrifying. Yes. Gets better as we talk. Oh my God. Let's cut it there. Nader, yeah. thanks for cutting this thing. Everybody, thank you for listening. Love you all. Episode 40. It's a wrap. And then some cool song. Nader drops a cool beat. And it's like, ooh. Bro, nigga, dance to the left. To the left.
My wrist, you can stand to the right. Little mama, she keep looking at me. I'ma knock the bombers out like fight night. Hit it with a left, hit it with a right. I'ma knock the fuck out like fight night. Hit it with a left, hit it with the right. I'ma knock the fuck out like fight night. If you know me, know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere, ain't got a print the resume. Take out LA. Talk crazy, I pull up underlay. RP the Nate, dog. I had to regulate.